Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a celebrity mental health podcast that says it's okay to not be okay as we continue the conversation into 2023. I'm Johnny Seifer and first of all I want to wish you a very happy new year and secondly tell you about my guest. She's the second star of Cavill's Weekend after the last episode where you heard from Jordan Davis. She's part of a new wave of celebrities who have crossed over from TikTok where she has gained over the past few years 656,000 followers with 21 million likes on her videos on fashion, dating tips and her trips around the world. Now, the reason I love her is for her Real Talk and Making It Happen series, and it's now your time to love her as well. You can see her on Tuesday night on ITV2 and on ITVX on the Cavos Weekender. Now, last year, she went through such big changes with the ups and downs of her love life, moving from Manchester to Dubai, then to Cavos, and then pressing the reset button for 2023, where she returned back to Manchester at the end of the last year. To inspire you and I, I'm delighted to welcome to Sukunitska, it's Lucy Appleton. Hello, Lucy. Hello. How are you? I am good. It's the first day of the new year, so basically nothing can go wrong yet. <laughs> new goals, new mantra. It's new happening. goals, new mantra. Ask me in a week's time when it all goes back to pot. You know when you go, right, New Year's resolution, I'm going to be really good this year and I feel really good. And then you go, oh no, we're back to reality. Yeah, exactly. I know every year I swear I'm going to become that like gym girl. It just like week one doesn't happen. So I'm just like, okay, next year. <laughs> well, that's the way. So I always have a personal trainer. I start with in January and I always say, right, well, January to June, I will lose 10 kilograms and I'll be amazing for the summer. And then I'll go away for five days. The weight will all go back on. And then I've got my winter weight from September back to December. It's the same thing every year. And yeah, everyone It has- is. You know, we'll train you for next year so you don't get into that rut. Well, no, that's the way it goes. No, that's just, that's the programme. That's how we're supposed to be programmed. It happens. Like, Christmas is for chocolate. That's it. Done. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you can't. And also, you're not going to have... You know when you get the, the, the variety boxes of chocolates or biscuits? You, know, you do have to have one of each thing. You can't just have one. No, you really do. I tell you what my actual, like, my guilty thing is. I eat all of my advent calendar on day one. I am not person. Dubai though, do you buy like two because you know you're going to go through that process and you quite like those chocolates? No, every year I'm like, no, I'm having one, I'm doing it properly, and then like there'll be one that it'll be like the one or first day and first or second day, and I'll be like, oh, I just really want a bit of chocolate, and one is never enough, is it? So you, I just end up eating the whole. <laughs> but when you do it, do you do the version of where you open each door to go? What well, I'm going to eat all twenty five one go, or do you take it from the top and you slit out the whole tray and just eat it like that? No, I'm I'm worse. I open the doors because I'm like, I'm only going to have one more. I'm only going to 
I'm out, have... Mexico, I'm out of Mexico. I don't need to have that chocolate that day. So I may as well have it now. Yeah. 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 Well, exactly. let's talk about your turn to cheat. Because you were massive on TikTok last year, being very vulnerable, being very honest, being very open, and more than I've seen you beforehand. And you went through yeah. a lot of changes. So looking back at 2022, how do you define, how do you actually look at that year now to go, that defined my 2022? Yeah, honestly... I swear it was the craziest year of my life to date, especially on TikTok before, like you said, last year, I was a lot more like vulnerable. I started TikTok for fun. Everyone had only ever seen me have fun. I was in love. I was with my ex-boyfriend. It was so that whole period of last year, I found it so difficult and so unmotivating at sometimes to make the content because I was like, I'm this fun girl. I'm this fun personality. And so many times last year, I wasn't having fun. I was in a dark like space mentally so it was really it was a really difficult year I feel like the turning point for me I remember last January and February I'd say it was like one of my darkest points and I just threw myself into work and I was overworking I was I remember doing like three to four TikTok shop lives in the studio every week then all my content on every single channel and then I was going out every night and like I was overworking myself and it got to middle of February I had a little breakdown with my sister and I was just like this can't go on like I just don't feel good in myself and I went it was two days before I went on holiday for my friend's birthday to Dubai and I was in Dubai having the best time of my life and I just remember thinking like I'm young like this is what I'm supposed to be doing having the best time of my life so I literally I got back and I just started saying to people I'm moving to Dubai and then I told enough people that I couldn't get out of it and then within three weeks I was in Dubai and I feel like that was my turning point of the year to be like no, this, I'm doing this year to like live my life. Like work is work and I'm still going to do it. But it, that was the turning point. Like, no, like I am here to live my life this year. I'm going to have fun. So I feel like last year was all about trying to get like fun Lucy back, like loving life again. Let's go through that breakdown. What was that moment that you thought this has overwhelmed me too much? And how did you get yourself out of that? Apart from the Dubai, but mentally, what did you do to yourself? I just realised I'm not having fun. I'm literally working myself into the ground because I just don't want to think about anything. So I allowed myself to just, like, relax. And, like, I would tell myself, like, you don't need to stress. Just relax. Everything is going to be okay. I feel like a massive help for me was that I finally just started talking to people. I'm someone that like keeps all my emotions in a lot of the time and I like to process them myself before I then like start talking to anyone about it. And I feel like that um, letting it all out to my sister um, then made me realise that made me feel good in a way. So then I started talking to my friends a lot more about it, about how I was feeling, which really helped because then you realise everyone's going through the same, everyone is going through the same stuff and it's nice to talk to people about it. Um, and I think as well, I just like, what helped me so much get out of it is just that attitude of, now I'm having fun. So if I would, was feeling down, I'd be like, now what can you do at least once today that's going to make you just have fun? So that really helped. And I mentioned on one of my TikToks as well, journaling. I'm not someone that journals every day, but when you're feeling like really, really down, if you just write down your feelings, it's kind of like a little release as well. So I do that every now and again when I, if I'm like ever feeling really down, which does help a lot. But mainly just talking to people. It's interesting you say about the journaling because I'm always on that mindset of right, it's a new year, I've got to have my, you know, my diary with dates in it, but I also need a diary for journaling. And that, yeah, you're right, you should write down your thoughts every single day. Well, my, what didn't go well, but actually it's when you're in that bad moment, that's when it's like, right, let's get into the gear, let's meditate, 
let's journal, let's try and process it. Or even, and this is something I did over Christmas, I called the Samaritans. And I've always thought Samaritans is just for, I feel suicidal, I literally want to die. And I said, look, I'm so sorry to call you. And the number is 116123, if anyone wants to call them, 116123. Can I just talk to you about something? And they went, yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here for. I went, oh, I thought it was just because you're suicidal. And so whether you're journaling or you want to call a Samaritan or talk to someone, it's all about processing that because... Once you write it all down and you go, right, this is what's happened. What's the worst that can happen from that situation? What does that mean for me? Then you go, oh, actually, it's not actually that bad. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you say, like, processing, I feel like that was a big turn for me as well. Like, that first couple months of the year, I was just keeping so busy so I didn't have to process anything. Then the minute you actually do take a sit back and start processing you realise, okay, it might be a problem today, but in five years' time, it's not going to be a problem. What right. can I do? To... So then it's like that sitting back and just, like, realising. So I'm, yeah, I'm normally quite good at just being able to do that in my head, but when you do get those, like, moments where you just, like, everything's all over the place, like, right, I need to write everything down. And when, then when you start doing that, it all just, like, makes sense, and you're like, oh, right, okay. It is just a process of processing it. So where does your sense of belonging come into that, then? Because you've got your relationship that's broken down. Your sense of self-worth, obviously, has gone down at that point. But yet, your TikTok following, which can be seen as a job, you are a content creator, but also that self-worth of you've got these page views, you've got the follows, and you've got the likes, and they're adding up, and they keep coming in. That's all going amazing, but that's like the working world and not the real you. That's a version of you. So where did your sense of belonging kind of get attached and detached last year? And I feel like that was part of the problem of why I got so stressed I'm not going to go as far as to say the word depressed but really low like mentally because I felt like a fake and a fraud because obviously I'm going I'm being this happy person promoting things and all my fashion and when I was filming it makes me happy to film I love doing it but I would just feel like this fraud because like deep down I'm filming this or I'm on a TikTok shop live being so happy but then I come off it and I'm actually like going to bed like for the afternoon like being miserable it was really difficult I'm not a fake person and I try on my social media to be as real as I can be but obviously you can't you don't want to come on your TikTok page every day and be like, well, I'm sad again, well, I'm sad. Like, so I found that very difficult. But And then I think that's why I took the step back and was just, I actually put work on a back front this year, whereas TikTok's always been on the front for me. And then when I realised it, I just thought, my, I need to sort my mental health out a little bit before, before I just keep promoting this. So I know like when I did go to Dubai, there was a dip with work, but I was... I wanted me to be in the present and that like my sense of belonging to be now I'm in the present I'm like making new connections and friends and just living my life for a little bit so but then on the other side that made me feel guilty for not working as much so after coming back from filming the show and everything like that I was like now I need to be back settled in Manchester get that good middle ground again of like work and having fun living in the moment as well and is that okay because it's funny when you see tiktokers or instagrammers who are influencers and they do take you know a couple of days off for christmas or they a couple of off because of their mental health they have to do this big up on you i'm so sorry guys i'm taking yeah i'm so sorry i'm back and it's like well hold on a minute we know you're content creator we know you're doing a job we know you're working with these brands but as an audience we are very flexible you know we follow you we love you but we also follow hundreds of other accounts as well. It's not just you're working for me as my client. And so yeah. that, that guilt that you have to kind of carry on with yourself always seems to be quite a hard thing as well. Yeah, no, the guilt the guilt is is real. Like you really do feel guilty. And I know this 
obviously I went away for the show, but what the year before when the breakup did actually happen, I actually put out on Instagram and I was like, I am really sorry, but I need to take some time off. And I think you find yourself really apologizing, but I think it's as well because deep to, as the content creator, you see it from the other side of like, okay, I may lose followers from this, my interactions going to go down. So I think part of it is that you feel really guilty about that side of it. And then, so then you're apologizing through your followers. And as well, I think it's because you get a lot of messages being like, oh, are you okay? Where are you at? So then you feel like you've got to publicly be like, look, this is where I'm at right now. I am sorry, I'll be back just to like, whereas like, obviously if it was, like a normal like office nine to five job you probably have that like discussion with your boss and then you wouldn't see anyone and then you just come back but so yeah you feel like you've got to explain yourself a lot and I feel like there is just a judgment like I've met a lot of people this year especially in Dubai actually when you say what you do and they're like oh so you just post a video and then you have fun for the rest of the day and like so I feel like there's not a hundred percent understanding around the job and how much work you put into it anyway so then when you do take some time off you feel like you've got to apologize for it because people think you're not really working anyway but yeah there is a lot of guilt around it but that's why I've just this year I tried to step out of it to try and just get the balance right so I feel like towards the end of last year I did get that balance who are your audience how did you get them and then how do you create that content plan for them so you are posting once twice three times a day to keep that consistent audience but also keep growing it as well yeah so I started out on TikTok 2020 like every man and his dog downloaded TikTok so yeah I just literally first month I was like posting videos getting like five views I was just doing it for a bit of fun and boredom in lockdown I never thought anything would come of it and then I started doing all these like funny sketches and just just started being silly stupid me and people seemed to like it because they could relate with it so I feel like my audience started going growing as like a lot of like younger girls and just like girls my age just relating and things how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. And then, yeah, it just like growing and then you'd get this sense of like, oh, I don't want to let anyone down. And like, oh, these people are actually following me. Like, so then you just want to keep creating the content. And the thing with TikTok as well, the algorithm is so like sensitive. So I quickly learned that you have to post like quite often. So I post three videos a day minimum on TikTok. So I'd say six out of the seven days a week, it's three videos, maybe one day out of the seven, it's like four videos if I've made some extra content. Recently, I've been doing it where I have like two filming days a week. So I'll plan two filming days a week, I'll get all my content done, then I'll have one day editing all of the content. And then it's just ready to go and upload because then I can fit it all into my like lifestyle. Whereas some people are so good at like on the go, like getting all the content, but I'm, I'm more of a planner. I like to plan and see what I'm doing. Yeah. And then I get like content for Instagram every day. And then YouTube as well. I first started out doing three YouTube videos a week and realized that was just way too much. So I do like two YouTube videos a week now when I can. So yeah, there's lots of content to film and edit and plan. It's just like finding the trends as well. Like you've got to look for your audience, like in terms of the planning, everyone always asks me, how do you plan your content? I'll have days where I'll spend like four hours just on TikTok, searching people that I follow to see what they're doing on the For You page, on my following page, and just like getting loads of ideas, trying to find sounds. So it's not a case of just like, oh, that looks good, I'll do that. Like sometimes it's that easy, but a lot of the time it's just like actually just being on the app and seeing, and then seeing what's trending on YouTube, Instagram, trying to get it all into like every single platform. But the problem with that is, is it's a lot of work and the payback's not that much because TikTok doesn't actually pay you that well. It no. comes from the brand deals, but you've got to get the following to get the brand deals. How do you yeah. find one where you are not having the followers, so therefore you aren't having the brand deals, and yet you had to focus on it, and yet you also just need money for everyday life? Exactly. And it is, it is a, you feel trapped sometimes in the whole system of it because you want to impress the brands, so you're creating all of this free content, but then sometimes brands can take take the mic and they just want to gift you or they don't want to work with you, but then they want you to keep creating the content. So then you feel like you've got to impress them, but then you're not getting any money and you've got to pay the bills. And it is um, frustrating. I do always say to people, because a lot of people message me saying they want to get into it. And like, I always ask them why. Because I always say, if you want to be the next Molly May. It, it doesn't just happen like that. If you want like the money and you do it, you've got to, I always tell people, you've got to create content that you love because every single day you are creating this content. And I'd say like, I post 25 videos a week, for example, I'd say that maybe one of them, if I'm lucky is a page ad. So you're, you're working for free a lot of the time. And don't, I always say like the reward of these paid ads is amazing when you do get them. It's not like it's good pay, but like just at the back end of last year, I switched managements. It was a good decision, but it was in the lead up to like Black Friday and Christmas. So a lot of my like Black Friday, Christmas deals that I potentially would have got, I'd just switched managements. It wasn't going well. So towards the back of end of last year, I wasn't really making like any money. I want the brands to notice me. So in order for them to notice me, got to keep making the good content. 
and then it gets to the point where it's like okay I'm running out of like clothing so I have to buy the clothing to then create the content to, but then I'm not making any money so it can be a vicious cycle but like if you I always say to people if you keep going with it and it's something that you absolutely love it does pay off and like like say like I do make a living off it it's my full-time job it's just not like I just tell people it's not like you're making thousands and thousands of pounds every month sometimes you don't you never know the way you get paid in this industry is crazy as well like you could get paid three months later for something that you've done so it's just about yeah managing it all oh my god well look it's paid off massively because you've joined the Cavus weekend on ITV you've done that big leap from being just a TikTok star to being a TV star how did that come about Love Island actually got in contact with me last January I was in New York with my family and my management at the time were like, Love Island want to audition you? And I was like, oh, my God. And I remember being like, well, this is an amazing, amazing opportunity. I'm not going to turn it down. But I remember thinking, like, it's not my dream to be on Love Island. But I went through the process. And then I think it got to about May. I was living in Dubai. I got told no. And I, at the time, I was like, a bit like, uh, I was a bit relieved as well so I was like oh I knew I just knew it wasn't right for me and then two weeks later I got messaged about Weekender and I've been a rep before and um, when I was 18 19 20 I actually repped in Greece and it was the best job I've ever 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 done and weirdly two weeks before I got this message when I got let down from Love Island I said to my management the thing is if repping was the best thing I ever did if I could get repping on my social media into one that would be like the dreams come true I felt like I just spoke it into existence then I got this message and I remember being so happy. I got straight on the phone and I was like, I will come home from Dubai for this. Like, I want this. I want to be a rep. I was like, I used to watch the show. It's just like my personality on this show. It is me. So yeah, I had um, a couple of like Zoom auditions whilst I was in Dubai. And it got to the point where they were like, look, the producers do want to see you, but it's in person. And I explained to them that I was living in Dubai. I feel like I don't really want to fly home and then it'd be a no and we have to fly back. And then the next day... I just woke up and booked a flight and I thought, no, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. So I booked a flight, rang them and just said, I'll be in England next week. So let's sort something out. And then went to go see them in person. And then within three weeks, I was in Cavos. It was like the quickest turnaround and I had to explain. Everyone's like, why have you come back from Dubai? And I was like, I couldn't tell anyone. Um, but yeah, I just like was like, this is me. I need it. I want it. So I just put everything into it. But yeah, Maybe. so it was so exciting. So what type of rep are you? Because when you look at that lineup, and as you said, you've watched the show in previous years, everyone's kind of got their role to play as the kind of the girl that all the boys who come on their holiday want to, you know, have a moment with, or the one that's like the big sister or the one that's David's best friend. What are you, Lucy, doing on the show to stand up from everyone else? Because there's a lot of reps again this year. Yeah, I was like the only rookie rep that was like a experienced Rep. So I feel like I brought like experience to it. They helped, they got me like helping out a little bit. But I'd say my main role was I was like, it was my first ever summer, like single. I was like, hot girl summer, let's go. I was like, boy mad. So I was just like, my main goal was to just have fun, see what happened. And then, yeah, I'd say there was a lot of girl power this series as well. Me and the girls were really tight and strong, came really, really close. So we definitely ruled the roost over the boys as well. So there's a lot of like girl power involved oh, I'm so excited give me a little tease what's <laughs> in this series what's the big moment you think we need to be watching out for I'd say watch out for maybe maybe a couple of couple of romances there's definitely some shocking surprises in there some like turmoil lots of drama so what what are your tips then as a holiday rep as someone who's seen the drama and the little romances for those who are listening who are going on their first holiday so their first coming holiday as a group of guys or a group of girls 
what's your advice? Because I remember when I, I went to Cavos in 2011 and we had no idea what to do. We didn't know what drinking games were. We had no idea. I remember someone actually wrote for me and my friends a list of these are the drinks that you need to have. This is a game you can play. This is where to go on the strip. We were so clear. Yeah. And I think it's something that people take for granted. You think, oh, well, everyone's gone clubbing in London. Therefore, it's very easy to transfer. What's your advice, Lucy, for this? My advice for your first like girls, girls, guys holiday. As, I mean, as a previous rep, I would say this, but do all of the events. Like, what, you get there and like, there's such stigma about, oh, you're just trying to sell me this and you're trying to sell me that. You're trying to take my money. They're the best thing. No one comes home and remembers like, oh, I was sitting around the pool in the hotel. Like they remember going to the pool party in the day and then the boat party and then the white party. And this, and at these events, you meet so many different people from all the different hotels. Then you make friends that you're then going out with every night on the strip. So my biggest advice to everyone is always like, do the event, like take that little bit of extra money, like do every single event possible. Cause that's how you make the memories. And as well, another big tip is, don't let every promoter take you into every bar. <laughs> don't let every promoter take you into every bar. If the bar looks empty, it's going to be empty all night. <laughs> That's another big tip. Just go, have your wits about you always, but just go and have fun. Like, you're supposed to go and party and, you know, be sick and live your best life. So, yeah, just go and have fun. Just do it. Just do it. So, what is the biggest secret to the show? So, what is something that we do not know? So, actually, when we first started the show, ITV are quite strict. So, they were like, you're only allowed three drinks a night. And all of us were like, this show, like, how do you want, how are you going to get any drama from us from three drinks a night? And bearing in mind, like, you have to go between each bar and they've got to set up the cameras. So by the time you've had these three drinks, it could have been over hours of time. Um, so literally after the first night out, I think the producer was literally like, there's like no content. Like, we need we need to get them a bit more drunk. So we actually were allowed seven drinks a night after that because we needed to actually create some drama. We felt like little kids trying to, like, sneak something in here and there. And I was so bad at getting caught. Like, every time I tried to do it, I would get caught. But Joel was actually so good at it. He was so good at getting to the hotel bar before we would go out and trying to, like, slip some shots in. But no, it was like a military operation because of, I think, because um, of COVID as well when we were filming quite a lot of the um, crew were getting COVID and they wanted to keep us in a really tight bubble. So we weren't allowed to go to the bar and get our own drinks. They had to watch them pour it because we weren't allowed anything that wasn't like branded, obviously all for our welfare, but it was very much. And then like, they'd bring the train, we'd be like, fight, that's mine, that's mine. No, you had a sip of mine. I, I'm allowed to sip more of alcohol. Like, we were being like veggie children, like trying to get, <laughs> trying to get as drunk as possible. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's amazing, Lucy. It's amazing. And what about food? How did you eat? Because we never see breakfast, lunch, and dinner actually eaten. We see, you know, a bit of pizza eaten after a night out. So how do you get that pizza? And where do you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Is it with the, in the hotel with all the other guests, or is that separated? We actually had to eat in breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the hotel every single day, and it's only like a limited menu. So we would li we rinse this whole menu, and every like to what the last um, couple of weeks of filming, we were like. We can't eat another thing off this menu. And they're really, really keen on making you eat breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I was like, please stop feeding me. I was like, I don't eat this much at home. Like all these like massive three course meals. I was like, please stop feeding me. I can't eat anymore. But yeah, it was all from the hotel. The hotel staff would provide it for us. We had like a section like outside and then um, we had a section inside as well. So we could choose where to eat. But yeah, in the morning, they'd like give us all pastries things like that and then yeah we just got to choose things off the menu but I think I had like I think it was a running joke that I just kept eating tuna toasties like 
every day and they were like you're gonna turn into a tuna toasty in a minute but yeah it was like we just kept eating the same things so we were so glad I think one down night we had we got to oh one down night we had we got to order uh, food in and mine didn't come so I had to order off the hotel menu <laughs> and everyone everyone was creasing and I was like angry I was so looking forward to eating something different can see Lucy on the Cavus Weekend on ITV2 and ITVX every Tuesday and if you love a weekender like me there are two episodes of Killing School with Jordan Davis and one with Imogen Townley and as we start 2023 let's start as we mean to go on by being kind to ourselves and this time next year listening to our gut and removing toxic friendships and habits we have and being in love with ourselves a little bit more than we've ever done before. You've been listening to Skidding Skid with me, Johnny. So if you like we had, please do subscribe to the episode, like it, share it, review it, share it with a friend, and just keep spreading that word. It's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifer. Until next week, thank you and goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.